Hey, it's Zach and I'm back with another episode of Elevate and Accelerate. And today I am super excited to bring on a special guest, Carlos Samaniego. Uh, he has been with us for some time here, but he is a tax consultant and really just a great guy. And so uh, I'm excited to uh, talk more with him and uh, what he does and how a personal brand has really made a difference in his life and his business. So without further ado, let's get started. So Carlos is the author of How to Make the IRS an Offer They Can't Refuse. He is a sought after speaker and trainer who is licensed by the Department of Treasury as an enrolled agent. Carlos has been seen on Fox, NBC, ABC, and CBS television and radio stations across the country. This summer, PBS is filming a documentary about Carlos and his mission to help people resolve the IRS tax issues showing in all 50 states. He's got a unique perspective on his clients having suffered through his own tax block problems and not having filed taxes for over eight years. Carlos knows what it's like to be in trouble with the IRS, and now he wants to help people with the same problems. He's a federally licensed enrollment agent with unrestricted rights to represent taxpayers before the Internal Revenue Service. He is also an NTPI fellow. This is an elite group of professionals with significant expertise in representing taxpayers before the IRS and the host of the Tax Roundtable Monthly Call and Pronto Tax School, Tax Problem Tuesdays, and the host of his own podcast. So, Carlos, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, such a pleasure, Zach. It's always nice um, to be able to get together, um, especially when we're not at major events or red carpet events. So, <laughs> yeah, man, well, it's great to have you on here. And, um, you know, I know just even in the, in the bio that I, that I read, right. Because you got a lot of great stuff that you do. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the fact that you had your own tax problems and now you help tax people, but, uh, this is a podcast about helping people elevate their brand. Um, and a brand is a story. And so I wanted to get in a little bit about your story. So um, why don't you tell me a little bit about you? You know, where'd you grow up? Uh, you know, what you want to do? <laughs> sounds good, man. Sounds good. Actually, um, it, it's kind of funny because my last name is Sam Diego, and um, I've lived out here in Southern California all my life. I was literally born in San Diego. So I always crack up. I'm Carlos Sam Diego from San Diego. Um, and, um, you know, average dude, uh, you know, uh, I'm the oldest of five siblings and, um, lived in San Diego in my early childhood. And then, you know, uh, I think as in sixth grade, we moved up into the, what's called the Inland Empire up by the Palm Springs, San Bernardino Riverside area and lived, I literally lived, I've lived in this town here since 1979. And, you know, growing up through school, I always had this major goal of wanting to join the military. My dad was an army veteran, um, served a, as a medic in Vietnam. And I really thought that was going to be my career because, um, I, I actually, it's kind of funny, um, in junior high school, I always read books about going to West Point and things like that. And, um, that never happened. I, I didn't have the grades for it. I didn't have the discipline or, or actually what I like to say, I was actually really good at grades, but once I got into high school and got a car, my, 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 you know, priorities went elsewhere. And, okay. um, uh, I, I ended up, I did join the army. Um, I was actually a medic in the army for a few years and realized that's not what I wanted to do with my life and um, ended up coming out of the army uh, and became an EMT. Um, that was the kind of career I'm like, you know, my dad was a medic. I, I loved being a medic in the army, 
And I love just the idea of being, being able to help people that were dealing with financial correction, financial medical problems. Um, it, it's just a, it's a, it's a noble career. I, I really think, you know, for those first responders that are out there doing that work. And I literally did that for 11 years. And that's almost where my story begins. Um, the, the story of, you know, I love this career. I was doing this career and, um, I talk about this in my book and when I was doing that career, I remember it was like my second year doing it. I was working a lot of overtime, you know, back then I, I kind of, we kind of had the, the firefighter schedule, the 24 hour shifts. Um, and I was doing like multiple 24 hour shifts, 48, wow. 72 hour shifts, um, because I was trying to make money. I, I was a young kid making some extra money. And I re I'll always remember this, Zach, that those, the older guy. And when I say older, he was probably 20, you know, at the time I'm like 18, 19. He's like, dude, why are you working so much? And he goes, just claim, you know, 10 exemptions on your, pay uh, on your W2 paycheck and you're going to get more money. Wow. That's, that's really unique. He goes, yeah, you don't have to work so much. So I literally did that. I claimed 10 exemptions and there was no more federal income tax coming out of my check because I, I did that. Well, Zach, you know, obviously tax season comes around the corner and I, I remember going to get my tax, tax return prepared. And when I got it prepared, it literally said I owed thousands of dollars. And I'm like, well, I can't afford to pay this bill, right? So um, I just didn't file the return. Well, that was mistake number one in my story. And the problem is that story kind of, when we fast forward that story, the next year, I never changed it. Um, now my lifestyle's kind of met up to my paycheck. I remember buying a brand new Nissan hard body truck, um, getting that bigger apartment. Um, I, I'm, the, I'm the cool kid that um, is making really good money and um, going out all the time, buying drinks, things like that as I got older. Um, but I never filed, the next year happened again. I owed more money, I didn't file the return. That went eight years, literally eight years of not filing tax returns. And it was weird, Zach, because um, this is a situation a lot of people get themselves into. But fast forward into that, you know, eventually I ended up losing that job. And I talk about it in this book. I lost the job because um, they couldn't license, um, insure me to drive an ambulance anymore. Um, <laughs> and, and when I say that, when you see an ambulance out there or a fire, a, a fire department, someone driving a fire, a fire engine, you gotta be licensed, right? And I ended yeah. up getting two minor, very minor traffic, um, tra traffic accidents where I did damage to the ambulance. And I, I remember the supervisor coming out telling me, Carlos, um, there's no way we can insure you because you've had two incidences in one year. And I wow. said, well, what are, what are my options? And he told me, well, the only option you really have right now is um, taking a desk job um, for a year and then we can get you back on the ambulance or we got to let you go. And by this time, my entrepreneurial kind of, um, uh, the entrepreneur me had come out because uh, a few years before that, because I was only working these 24 hour shifts, I had a lot of extra time. So I started kind of um, playing around with, um, nowadays you call them a, a side gig, right? A side hustle. Um, and I was doing quite a few side hustles. I, I, I was involved in a few network marketing companies. I was making some pretty good side cash and I just decided and told him, you know what? I'm not going to work a desk job. Um, that wasn't in my nature to work a desk job. And um, um, they ended up letting me go. And they said, well, we're going to have to let you go. So I literally continued um, doing these side hustles on a regular basis. And um, 
at the same time having these tax problems. Um, ended up getting involved in the mortgage industry. This is now, we're talking in the 2000s. Got involved in the mortgage industry, the real estate industry, started making some really good money there. All at the same time, this whole tax problem had, had you know, I never got it resolved. Um, but the interesting part about that was, um, and I tell people, especially if you live in a state that has an income tax state. I know you're out in Florida. You're in Florida, if I remember right, right? I'm in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. there you go. Oh, um, but there's some states you just don't have state income tax, and you don't have to worry about this. Well, I lived in California, which has one of the most aggressive state income tax people, and they actually came looking for me. And um, they, they actually found out that I hadn't been filing, and they said, hey, Carlos, um, where's your returns? And that kind of started my, oh, my gosh, and I got a problem I got to deal, deal with. And um, yeah, I want to ask you a question on that real quick, because I, I imagine this to be true. So and so you're going eight years. It was ended up being about eight years of, of not filing for your tax returns and all that kind of stuff. And then well, obviously they're looking for you. And, and, and now we're starting into that the next journey of this. But like I imagine at some point, like that's got to have that's got to have some effect on like your psyche on like, you know, it, it's got to, there's got to be something that like, once you get to that place, it's almost like there's nothing else I can do. And I, I don't even know who to talk to. I don't even know if I want to talk to somebody about this. It's, it becomes very private. I would imagine. Um, no, absolutely. Um, um, I, I tell people all the time, you live a kind of, um, you live a dual life. You live your life that people see, but you have this life where um, you're afraid. You're afraid to, um, you know, pick up your phone, open up your mail. You're always worried if, um, because you get letters, uh, you know, a, a lot of people that are in this situation, they will get letters. You're thinking because then the letters set, threaten you, they're going to take money out of your bank account. They're going to come at, they're going to let your employers know. There's even letters saying that we're going to talk to your neighbors. Uh, I mean, they're pretty aggressive. So you live this life. And for the longest time during this time frame, I actually thought I had a heart problem. Um, and, um, I being a guy, you know, guys don't like going to see doctors. I, I never really went to go see a doctor, but I remember I was always having these chest pains um, later to find out when I finally dealt with my problem and we'll get to how that happened. Um, I went to go see a doctor, my wife, but by this time I've got, I've gotten married. Right. But I went to see a doctor and I didn't have any medical problems. What we came down to realize it was the stress, the stress of living this lie of, of, of hiding from the government. And um, yeah, so, and, and, and you set something perfectly. The, this is a type of problem you don't talk to people about. What do you do? Do you go to your, you know, to a dinner party and say, I haven't filed my taxes in eight years. You guys know, you, you know, it's just something quiet. And, yeah. um, and I lived that for, for years. It wasn't until, you know, this happened in my thirties. Um, and it wasn't until I literally met my wife that I finally decided, not only met her, uh, and I, I did something that nobody should do. And, you know, if you're listening to this, if you're going through something like this, is I didn't even tell my wife prior to getting married. I got engaged and married her. And then it wasn't until that point in time that I realized what I had did. I was a scumbag. I, I literally say it. Because I was afraid, had I had told her before we got married, she would have just dumped me, right? So I can't right. tell her. Um, but the problem is I had already married her. So I immediately, I mean, literally weeks, maybe not even a week after that, started doing huge research on how do I solve this? 
because my wife just married into my problems. And that is that the, the time that I finally found help. Um, and then once I knew who was going to be able to help me, I went to my wife saying, um, I got something I got to tell you. But at least I, part of me was kind of reasoning this out. I have a solution, though. Here's what I did wrong. Here's the solution. Please forgive me. Um, yeah. so. <laughs> well, I mean, look, that's uh, it's something that I talk about a lot, too. And, and it's this idea that, like, we're, we're all in our stories and our stories are, you know, whatever they are and the stories we tell ourselves and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, you you were young, you were doing what you had to. And it's like at the end of the day, um, it, it brought you to where you are today. Right. And, and the story, the life experiences that you went with, you know, I know you and your wife are still together. You guys are great. I, I, you know, I've seen her in the background a few times when we were talking like, um, and so, you know, and now having experienced that, like to really the nth degree, right. I mean, there may be people who are struggling with this alone. And like you said, it's, and it's not something you, you just talk about at a dinner party. There's a lot of other struggles that you can talk about with friends and family and things that you're going through. Right. Like, but like, this is something for whatever reason that people feel embarrassed to talk about, especially when it comes to finances and money and those sorts of things. Right. And so, and so to the point where it's scary to even, you might lose the love of your life if you, and it feels that way at least, if you were to bring this up, right? And so you've gone through that whole emotional roller coaster, you've dealt with the stress, you've dealt with the stress, um, you know, and so so now you're, you went from, uh, you know, having to leave uh, being an EMT and then first responder to then going out to going on to this journey, getting married, and then and then doing all the research and learning about what it was going to take to fix things. And now that's what you do is is now this is how you help people is to is to keep them from moving through a lot of what you went through. Absolutely. Actually, my wife inspired me to um, to do. Well, let me back up um, the, the the idea the the, I, the seed of doing this type of work came from the guy that actually helped me. His name's Ernie. I actually, on the wall behind me, he's sitting right there. Um, you know, I had found Ernie and I had found out, you know, that there are only certain individuals that are licensed to be able to help people with tax problems. And I found Ernie. Um, I call him my godfather. Um, and I remember when he finished, he had told me, he goes, Carlos, you know what? If you're ever looking for a career change, I think you'd be really good at this. You're very um, passionate. You're very caring and it seems like you like to help people. And I think this would be a good career choice if you're ever decided, deciding to make a career choice. And I kind of just blew it off, but it, it always stuck in the back of my head because one of the things I had started doing, even when, um, believe it or not, one of my side gigs, side hustles was actually preparing taxes. I actually had went to school to learn how to prepare taxes. So I had this you know, here I am not filing my own taxes, but I was licensed to help prepare taxes. Yeah. Um, so when I was actually fixing my problem, um, there were some returns that had to get done that I actually did them. And he was like really impressed with that. So I think that's kind of why he kind of gave me that little seed of an idea. But as time went on, I realized, you know, I, and I did taxes for quite a few years. Um, I was doing taxes, real estate, you know, everything in the financial um, side of things. And my wife kind of just brought it up, you know, why don't you look into becoming an, um, an enrolled agent, helping people with tax problems? 
Um, so I, I started thinking about that. I'm like, wow, you know, that, wouldn't that be a story, right? You know, yeah. so I ended up going through the process of be, going through the education um, and going through the licensing process um, to become an enrolled agent. And um, we literally co-founded the company together. Um, as Zach said, you know, she's sitting right over here on the left-hand side. Um, I call her the brains of the operation. She's making sure everything flows correctly between government agencies. But um, it's pretty amazing, you know, and, and, and people find it amazing because when they come to us, they, they, you know, they're coming to us with this emotional stress and they already are embarrassed by it. But when they hear the story, and it was a story, and we'll talk about this, that I never wanted to share, you know, uh, and I didn't share for years, even while I was doing this, because I was, I was still embarrassed by it. I'm like, oh, what are they going to think of me? You didn't even file your taxes. But once I started sharing that story, it just opened up and we have people sitting here sobbing and crying and um, it, it's been a neat experience. I, I love that. <clears throat> and, and I love how, I mean, you keep saying it, right? It's, it's the story behind this. And, you know, I, I talk about this too, but so much of my story, I was ashamed of as well. Um, and, you know, uh, we talk about that at a different time, but like, it's there's so many people who have parts of their story that they don't want to share. They're embarrassed to share. They don't think it's going to matter. And and really, at the end of the day, all we have is our story, like and, and the people that are involved in it. Right. And, and who come into our stories. And um, and then because of being able to share our stories, we get to help other people who might be in a similar position that are crying out for help, but silently. Right. It's their their hearts pounding out of their chest, but they're looking for somebody who can help them with the problem that they're in. And, and so it's great that like now that you have embraced that your story um, and have and have turned that into a success story where now you're helping other people and you can empathize deeply with everything that they're going through. It uniquely qualifies you to serve your clients because you know it better than than most people. Um, no, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So cool. it, uh, w once you share your story and you, again, I mentioned, I never wanted to share that story. And for, for the first few years of my business, I, I didn't share the story. And, you know, I was struggling. I was just trying to figure out how do I find somebody, you know, you're just, you're just a commodity like everybody else. You're just, you're like everybody else. And, when I was actually told, you know what, you need to share that story. When, when that person told me that and I was embarrassed by it and I'm like, okay, how do I do this? And I started talking about it. I, uh, my book, the, how to make the IRS an offer they can't refuse. The whole first chapter is the story of how I got myself in this nightmare. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what I did to get out of that nightmare and how you can actually do that too. When I share that story, here's the thing. Nobody can compete against me because nobody has the exact same story, you know? Um, and there's individuals that have gone through what I've gone to do this type of business, but every person's story is so unique, you know? Most people don't go what I went through and then marry their wife and then tell them afterwards. Um, you know, it's just by having that unique story and sharing your, 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 that story with people, you set yourself so far above in terms of nobody can kind of compete with you. You, yeah. your, your angle's just so much different. And, you know, even if somebody wanted to compete, they can't. It's just because they don't have the same story. And that's, yeah. I think that's what makes this so unique. It's just, 
Oh, it just, you doing what you're doing, talking about stories is so important because it makes it dramatic. I'm a living testament of how my story changed everything for me. <laughs> That's so cool. And I, and I'm, and thanks for sharing that. And that kind of brings us, I think, to the other part of this, right? Because I know, um, in, in even what you're saying and I've, and I've seen your story, albeit, you know, over the last you know year or two, um, I, that's my only access to your story, but, um, but how you've been able to, to not only leverage that story to, to, to grow your business, um, but it's, it's turned into other things, right? Like, I, I mean, it's, it's changed, it's changed the type of business that you have and the type of conversations that you have. And, and you've probably heard us talk about this, but like we, we say like a brand is a story and branding is storytelling and a great brand is a story that others share for you. And when you are the face of your business and you're building a personal brand or a celebrity expert brand, even, um, you know, having your story at the center, that is what sets you apart, but it's also what connects you so deeply with your prospect. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody that they can trust. And obviously just even listening to this, like, you know, you can, you can hear, um, and maybe it's just because I know you, but it's like, you can hear the passion, uh, that you have and the desire that you have to want to help people and how you really do care about that. So that's so cool. So, um, can you tell me a little bit, you know, now having, having the book that you did, um, and then, and then how a personal brand and, and, uh, and leveraging that brand has, has really changed the conversations that you've had and, and how it's oh, absolutely, really absolutely. Uh, like I said, once I was, com once I was told that I need to share my story, one of the first things I, I, I started, I did is literally write my, for me, I, I, I wrote a book. Um, I, I put that book together to be able to share that. And, and that kind of started the journey for me on my personal brand, you know, because if you think about what I just said earlier, prior to even doing anything, I was just doing taxes, right? I was kind of like the generalist. I did taxes for anybody that needed, needed taxes. It didn't matter who you, um, who you were. Then uh, to be able to make more money or be more um, to be able to charge more, you need to become a specialist. So I decided to specialize specifically in people that are dealing with tax problems. So kind of I, w I went from that generalist, I do everybody's tax returns to now I'm specializing in tax problems that are people that are dealing with the IRS. Then by, by the time I wrote that book, um, I became what you would consider an authority because now, oh, wow, you, you know, and you guys talk about this in your programs is that when you have a book, now you're becoming kind of an authority figure. You, oh, wow, you're an author. That started changing so much because all of a sudden I was being invited to talk at a variety of different places. Um, and I was being introduced not as the enrolled agent or the tax guy. I was being introduced as author of the book, How to Make you know, totally, it sets you apart so dramatically by having that book. Um, then I decided, you know what, I needed to become a celebrity. Um, you know, I was already an authority figure. How do I become a celebrity here? And that's when I started getting involved with um, you and the um, you and celebrity branding and, you know, um, able to participate in Hollywood Live and um, the, the filming of that in Beverly Hills when we actually did that. And now all of a sudden, here I am on Hollywood Live, and then all of a sudden I'm getting calls from CBS, ABC Radio, uh, Fox Television. Um, you know, can you join us? I, I, literally, Fox calls me on a regular basis. We need your insight on something. And why are they doing that? It's because they're, you know, they're looking, they're searching out there, 
and they're looking for the person one that's got the brand who's been on their shows already who's got an authority uh, that's an authority figure it just kind of blew things out of the water to the point where i was invited um for this documentary that's going to be hosted on pbs um, throughout the country and they're literally flying in here in a few weeks to film this documentary that's going to be hosted on on PBS all across the country and on, on almost every major cable television network. So it, it just, it started again. Where did all that start with? Sharing the story. And then I just kind of took it step by step by step. And who a friend, a good friend of mine just recently told me, um, he just became an enrolled agent. I kind of coached him, mentored him through this process. And he said, oh my God, you're like, all over the place. It's just like, you're like levels upon levels upon levels is that wherever you look, you're like popping up and it's true. It, it starts to happen. And here's what happens, Zach. You literally, people will call the office looking to book an appointment and they will say, oh my God, am I actually talking to Carlos? They're almost shocked that they're talking to me. You yeah. know, why would this celebrity actually be talking to me? They think they're going to get somebody else. Uh, and even my wife to the point now, she's become a celebrity because I've actually interviewed her on my podcast, interviewed her on YouTube, you know, trying to get the woman's perspective of marrying somebody with tax problems. You know, <laughs> so. yeah, it's been a journey. It really has been. That's so cool. Um, I, I mean, look, Carlos, I, I love this man because it's not only do you have a great story, right? Like it's, it's a comeback story in, in so many different ways. Um, you know, but it's also, the fact that now you're out there helping people so that they can have their own comeback story. Uh, but it's also just the fact that like somebody else besides me and, and us at the agency and whoever it is, is, is saying like, this doesn't having a, a personal brand and, ha and leveraging even a celebrity expert brand doesn't mean that like you're going to become the next Kim Kardashian. Right. But like when you become uh, that go to authority in your particular market, it's transformational. Like, it's not just like an in, these like incremental changes. It's like, like you said, it's like now you're getting contact from radio stations and news networks to be a regular contributor because, you know, they're looking for somebody that they can trust just as much as your clients and prospects are looking for somebody that they can trust. And when you show up layer upon layer upon layer, it, it's, it's obvious, um, you know, why they should choose you. Um, yeah, it, it's just, you know, and it's funny because those media, interviews that they come out of the blue i remember um i was at a volleyball tournament for my daughter in las vegas and i get a call from a radio station that wanted to do a a 15-minute interview with me right so and here's the funny part you know i'm in las vegas and this is an east coast television um television or radio network um and they said you know we got to do this at like 4 a.m well i'm not going to do a radio interview in my bedroom with my daughter and my wife were asleep right before a, a big volleyball tournament so I'm literally, I left um, left the hotel um, outside the pyramid, um, the lecture hotel, and I'm like looking all over the place for a, a quiet zone. <laughs> Guys, there is no quiet zone in a casino. So I finally get outside. I'm outside of the lecture, and you can imagine this, and I find a spot. It's between two semi-trucks outside, and I'm, and they call me to start this interview, and we're, we're doing this interview, and we're having a blast, and then the worst possible thing happened. As I'm sitting outside, I can hear the fire department sirens start coming down the boulevard, right? 
and they're getting closer and closer. And here's my, I was prepared for this one because we were talking about the IRS and I said, and you know how bad the IRS is, they're sending emergency vehicles and you hear the siren go right past me. They actually started cracking up. <laughs> so, so you just get those opportunities to, 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 be, to make an impact. And the media is looking for somebody like, you know, your, your listeners here to be able to talk about their, their specific, you know, specialty because they need somebody uh, that has that story that's willing to share their story. It's great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and, uh, and look, here, here's the, here's the deal behind all of it. Right. And, and this is, this is our mission. And, and what we want to do is we want to work. Uh, it's helping the right people help more people. Having a celebrity expert brand doing these things isn't just for the sake of doing it, right? It's not, it, it helps grow your business. Yes. It helps you to, you know, live the life that you always wanted. Sure. Um, but I, I don't know who had this quote and I, I've looked it up and it's attributed to a couple of different people, but essentially it's this idea that like, you know, success is really measured in your ability to help those around you be successful too. And so it's like, you can, you can have all the money in the world, but not really be successful. Um, and it's like it, in, in our ability as people to, to give back and to make an impact in the world, whether that's in our immediate family, um, or, or in our communities, or if it's across the globe, right? Whatever it is, in whatever capacity, um, our ability to make an impact in the lives of the people around us is really what success is all about. And so if we can be successful and to live the lives that we want by helping other people live the lives that they want, then, then we're, we're, all, we're all doing something for the greater good, right? And that's really what this is all about. But you have to get their attention and you have to let them know that you exist and you've got to you've got to build that level of trust before they even pick up the phone, um, and that's where a personal brand and sharing your story and doing all this stuff really comes into play for those business owners that are out there. So, um, so great, man, um, Carlos. As we kind of wrap here, um, I've got I've got a question for you. Um, there's a lot of people who listen to this who are just starting their businesses. Maybe they've been in business for a while, but but I like to ask everybody this question. That's simply this, like. What is one piece of advice that you would give to, to somebody who's listening today? You know what is make that decision to share your story, to find out your unique story. You have to make that decision. Um, I, I had my story for years, but I never wanted to share it because I was, a, for me, I was afraid. I was embarrassed by it. And then I didn't realize when my coach told me, you need to share your story your story can help millions of people if they knew your story. That kind of woke me up. And um, as embarrassed as I was, and I was, even after I started sharing, I was still embarrassed by it. Um, you know how embarrassing it is to go um, in front of, you know, the first time I shared that story to a group of 300 people, I was embarrassed by that story. But I also got a standing ovation when I was finished. So it, to me, it meant a lot because people, I think people wanted to hear something that was truly authentic and it wasn't a sales pitch. I was just telling them what I had went through um, and how I was able to resolve that problem. And, you know, whether you, you may not be speaking to the person that may need you, but you may be speaking to somebody that knows somebody that needs you. Um, and if you make that decision to share your story, your life will change. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for, 
for joining me today. I mean, it's been a pleasure having you on here and, and thanks for the valuable information that you shared. My pleasure, my pleasure. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing you here coming up in a, a few minutes. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, and thanks to all of you for listening. Um, as always, if you've enjoyed the show today, um, you know, please like, subscribe, help us get out there and, and reach more people. Uh, and as Carlos said, I can't say it any better. Get out there and share your story. Thank you.